It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on welcome back to the locked on cowboys podcast presented by pepsi this football season will be different and pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? I'm trying to remember what the uh, highest honor that you can give a citizen a non-military citizen in the united states i can't remember (laughs) what the award is but whatever it is you and i deserve it for having to go back and watch this all 22 tape of this game because i'm doing well but it's only because i'm recovering from what i've seen over the last 24 hours yeah so the all 22 came out extra early on monday afternoon and i'll be honest i didn't watch it didn't watch it on Monday. I just didn't have the stomach to watch it. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait until, uh, you know, another day passes and then I'll go back and watch it. And, and still incredibly frustrating. Um, let's go ahead and let's get to some of our notes. I want to start with the defense. Um, Landon, let's let's start with what's going on, right? Is it is it a talent issue? Is it a scheme issue? Is it an effort issue? I, I'm hoping it's not an effort issue. But what what do you think is the biggest problem with this defense right now? Well, I I think it's it's two things. It's one, you your best players on this defense, and you know that's a very relative term. Hmm. Uh, your best players on this defense are are people that are playing extremely boomer bust right now. Uh, I I think that you know the thing the thing I kind of took away from you know outside of the second point that I'm going to make here about the defense the most about the defense is that you go and everybody kind of has their individual person that they think is uh the best player on this defense right you know the best or the worst because i think i know who the worst is but go ahead well i mean you may know who you may think you know the worst is but but (laughs) but i think lots of people have uh you know, ideas of who the best is. I don't, and I don't mean one person. I mean, I think there's several different people that are, are being suggested. Sure. Sure. All of those players that they, that I've heard suggested 
uh, have played both horribly and incredibly. You know, like there's been snaps where they're incredible and then there's snaps where they're the reason that the big play happens, you know? So I, I think the, the real problem is that there's no steadiness in the defense. You know, there's no solid, reliable, reliable player, you know, outside of Tank Lawrence, who I think is, I mean, the true answer there at the best player on the defense. But I mean, even that... He's not producing as you would like in the pass rush game, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the second thing and the thing that really is starting to kind of rear its ugly head, you know, specifically in the run game, is that, you know, this is a versatile defense in name, but the personnel here is not versatile on the defensive line specifically. You know, I, I, I think going back and watching this game, they were doing a lot of two gapping principles with guys who clearly are not very good at two gapping. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I think that the guy that is supposed to be in there and supposed to be good at two gapping Poe is basically washed. Yeah. He, he I think, well, I, we, we've seen this from the last couple of years, right? Carolina last year when they had Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe, they were the worst run defense in the league with those two guys. And yeah. I mean, it was a lot of the same issues that we're seeing now in Dallas. I just don't think Poe is a very good player. I think, you know, we've now seen Atlanta and Carolina give up uh, give up on him in back-to-back years. So it's not all that surprising. Yeah, and if you look at someone like Tristan Hill, you know, he, he, the issue has been he'll he'll make an incredible play and then he'll get blown off the ball. But if you, if you look a little deeper, when he's one-gapping, when he's half-man on, on an offensive lineman, he's kicking butt. Like, you know, Wyatt Teller is one of the, if not the best guard in football right now. And there were snaps where he was, you know, there, I've seen a lot on, on Twitter of, of Teller tossing, you know, T- Hill around on a couple of snaps. But Which he did. Yep. But yeah, but that's expected because Teller's playing like that. Hill, there were lots of other snaps where Hill was kicking his butt and, you know, was getting past him and, and Teller was holding him and wrapping his arms around his head and, and Hill's not getting the call. So, I, you know, I think that the snaps where you see Hill being driven back off the line is when he's standing up and putting his arms into somebody and trying to redirect and see what's happening in the backfield. I just think that right now they don't have the horses up front to play the kind of defense that's being called for them. You know, and and uh, you know whether it's well. The thing is, they're not going to get those guys. Doesn't say they're not getting guys back that are going to help them there either, though, right? I mean, it's not. It's not like it's it's not like they have an injury there, and all of a sudden Gerald McCoy is going to come back and help this team out. They're stuck with this group. Yeah, well, I mean, and again, this is kind of the issue with uh, going back to not having a training camp. How you can't really know until you know, and frankly. How are you supposed to just completely discover that in training camp if you're have like I mean how many total fully padded practices did they have? Like eight, I think. Eight? That's ridiculous. You know, yeah. so like, I mean, it's I'm not not putting putting blame on whomever, but I'm saying like I don't really know. You know, they made the decision to swap defenses before COVID hit. They made a decision to tra- transition away from what they were doing previously into a completely different system well before all this hit so the the wheels were in motion when COVID hit you know and the cowboys uh, we've said this every podcast i don't feel like i need to say it again but I, I do think that you know as well as the idea of not having the time to install things into this defense i'm starting to wonder now 
if the bigger problem isn't that they didn't get the time to evaluate these players at the way that they, they needed to in order to figure out what the best way f- to play them is. Because well, I think you think a lot of boom and bust, and a lot yeah. of it is because you're asking guys to do things they are not very good at doing. Let's even add this into it. Like a guy like Don Terry Poe, right? He missed almost all of training camp. He didn't come back until I think there was only one or two padded practices that he was available for. So you really didn't know what he was, you know, going into the season. I mean, we kind of knew we saw the tape from last year. It wasn't very good. Uh, So you get into the season. It's not surprising that he is having so much trouble now. Uh, and then when you throw the you know the, the problem with their linebackers with Leighton Vander Esch going out and Sean Lee going out, and now you've got Joe Thomas who, listen, I know a lot of people on Twitter are giving credit to Joe Thomas because he's going in there and he's you know making a few plays, but he's been bad too. Like I mean, Jalen Smith was talking about actually when I said that everyone one of the guys that I was mentioning when I said that everyone thinks he's the best yeah, player. Yeah, I mean. He's just as bad as everybody else. Now, maybe in, to his credit, the expectations are quite a bit lower for sure. him compared to like a Jalen Smith. So if you compare it that way, okay, maybe he does deserve more credit. But, I mean, they they just don't have the guys. And that's what makes me so nervous about this team. It's like, sure, maybe they, get, they learn the scheme better as the year goes on, but they're going to get more injuries. It's just going to happen. Um, I just don't think they have the talent on defense to be a top 25 group. I think this is going to be 25. a long-term thing. What a terrible Well, I mean, I, I mean, listen, I feel like if they can get to like 26, 20, if they get to like 26 or 27, we're having a different conversation right now. But um, I, I don't know, Landon. I, I came away from the All-22 even more discouraged than I was on game day. I really was. I, I am actually more encouraged than I was, okay. but but not by the defense. Uh, you know, I, listen, well, that's a good point. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. I, I think I think I think you know. My last thing here is that you know the the opportunity for improvement for I think before all this hit was that they would learn this defense, and as they learned the defense, it would help buoy the talent in the defense because they would be able to play within the scheme well, and the scheme would provide for you know, situations in which that you could take advantage of offenses and, and, and attack them and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Uh, But the problem is, is that they're kind of in this no man's land, right? They're trapped in this area where they don't have the talent to run a simplified scheme uh, and, and win. And they don't have the scheme installed enough to uh, rely on it to provide opportunities for players to make plays. So, yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, this is like this is a coach's worst scenario, you know. Like he, he gets yeah. a new team that he doesn't know, and he's trying to install his his scheme and and doesn't have the time to do it. It's like, it's a nightmare. And and I'm certainly not trying to make excuses for for what's going on because it's terrible. But uh, I also feel like this is a situation where not only is this not good, but we're also not getting a very good, I think, a very true evaluation of what this Mike Dolan Nolan defense is supposed to look like because of the extenuating circumstances. So, uh, you know, likely I would imagine there could be a, a discussion about a defensive coordinator change and maybe it needs to happen regardless. But I also think that there is an argument to be made that Nolan has not exactly been given a fair chance here, you know? Yeah, the Cowboys are going to need, like, Randy Gregory to become Lawrence Taylor 2.0 on steroids, right, (laughs) for this defense to have a chance. So, uh, good luck. Uh, I do want to talk about in a second why 
I think both of us are a little bit encouraged about this team overall. But let's tell you guys about NFL Game Pass, where we've been watching the All-22. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you can see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game and every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many, many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archives. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Okay, Landon, um, I, I have a feeling we're, we're encouraged for the same reason, and I want to start with this. Over the last three games, uh, the Cowboys' offense has nine turnovers, one safety, two missed extra points, two failed two-point conversions, and yet they're still averaging over 36 points per game. This is why you are encouraged, right? Because if they can cut back on even just a few of those mental mistakes, this could be the best offense in the league by a large margin, and they can win games that way, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you listed an amazingly impressive uh, uh, list of what I'll call offensive headwind, right? Like, I mean, just basically all the things that – the Cowboys have done to themselves or have happened to the Cowboys offense uh, flying in the face. And despite all of that, this team is still almost averaging 40 points a game. And, and uh, you know, despite not having uh, two, their top three offensive tackles for a good portion of the last mm-hmm. three games, uh, despite not having their starting offensive center for, for portion, portions of the game, and, and frankly, if you want to look at it this way, they didn't have their starting offensive center until <laughs> until Looney got injured and, and he and the starting offensive <laughs> center don't came disagree. Into play. Uh, I think that you know going back and watching this game, um, you know Dak is Dak was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Well, no, I, I will say that I won't say that. Dak was not perfect, but if you stretch the imagination, he, you can say that he was perfect. Because honestly, the thing is, is that you go back and watch, and Dak had put himself in a situation, where, or the team had put Dak in a situation where he, in order for this to happen, in order for this to work, he couldn't like screw up more than two or three Once? passes in a row maybe i was just right? like one turnover i felt like one turnover in this game was well, over i really did I'll, I'll say screw up as in two or three incompletions in a row like not even yeah. just oh, yeah, not yeah. turning yes, the sure. ball over like he couldn't afford they were down so much with so little time that he couldn't even afford to you know have you know more than two in two or three incompletions at once i mean that that would force them to punt and then suddenly they're you know they're off the field and and beyond that like constantly having to maintain uh, uh, obtaining first downs the Cowboys scored three touchdowns and three two-point conversions and and you know without without missing a beat and when they finally shuffled this offensive line into what it ended up in uh, at the end of the game this offense was able to move the ball at will and when 
they got out of their own way. I mean, basically the only thing that stopped the Cowboys was, you know, the, the fumbles, the, the interception. Uh, so, it, you know, if the Cowboys can just find a way to be not constantly be in negative game scripts and find a way to actually live and survive in, in neutral and positive game scripts. I mean, this offense is, like you said, is so good and, and so explosive and has a solution for, I mean, that's the thing too, is even when, even when Cleveland knew what Dallas was doing, even when Cleveland was playing their safeties back and they weren't going to let them get beat deep and despite you know what we've said about Pollard and 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 Zeke in the running back game for the last four you know last three at least games, uh, you know you could see it like even when they play two shells and you have to dump the ball underneath to Zeke or Pollard in space, even that's a good play, right? Because they can get the ball as long as they're not fumbling it. They there's so much space underneath that that they can they can pick them if they get the ball cleanly. They're getting eight or nine yards a pop. So mm-hmm. I think the, it's really, you know, a, a pick your poison with the Cowboys when they are on and, and it's going. The issue is, you know, they have got to stop doing the things that, you know, I mean, turnovers are random to a large degree. And you, know, you would think that there is a regression to the mean at some point, And that's that's what you're kind of relying on. And that's what the hope is and if that happens and if they can kind of clean up the turnover part then as bad as this defense is like we're gonna test like this is this legitimately could be a test of how good can your offense be and still you know and 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 oppositely how bad can your defense be simultaneously and and how much will it matter you know like how yeah. how how yeah. How much can you survive on the extremes of of having an incredible offense and having a, a historically bad defense? Well, and that's the thing. If the, if the Cowboys had, let's say, in the last three games, right, if they have five turnovers rather than nine turnovers, are they 3-0 and in their last three games? Maybe, yeah. You probably. know what I mean? So yeah. even despite not creating a single turnover in those three games, if you just cut back half of those turnovers or you get a few of those, uh, you know, two-point conversions that you missed or you don't give up a safety you know right in the second quarter of a game against seattle i don't I, it's just it's so frustrating um <laughs> the cowboys at one point had the ball in the fourth quarter against cleveland 13 minutes left on the clock okay they're down 41 to 14 they scored 24 points in the next nine minutes of game time that's just I'm, unbelievable isn't that ridiculous? That, I mean, that shows you the ability this team has on offense. I, I'd like to go back and see how many times that's happened. Like, that's got to be incredibly rare. 24, I mean, yeah. all offensive too? Like, no no defense or special team scores? Like, that's got to be incredibly rare. So Right. So, it's, the, the fact that the, it's so the Cowboys... At, that they can't seem to just get out right. of their own way. And, and I mean, it, 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 for them to be able to do that and then, you know, fumble, interception... If they could just limit <laughs> just half, just half the half. half the turnovers, uh, then then you know this team could be winning a lot more of these games. Yeah, I just want to point this out one more time because of how crazy it is. The Cowboys at one point in the fourth quarter, <laughs> with 13 minutes left, were down 41 to 14. At the four minute mark of the fourth quarter, they were kicking the ball back off to Cleveland 
down by three. I mean, that's how fast this game changed. And the Cowboys actually had a chance, you know, not only to 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 potentially tie this game, but with one stop, they could have won this game in regulation. And I think if they would have stopped Odell Beckham, I actually think they would have they would have scored, right? I think that the momentum yeah. had changed so much. Cleveland's off or defense was exhausted and the Cowboys weren't able to, to to get it done on defense. So I agree with you. If the Cowboys can cut back on some of these turnovers and mistakes, um, they can get a little healthier on the offensive line, which it seems like they are doing. Um, maybe they can put together a run. You know, the schedule coming up is fairly easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants and the Cardinals and Washington. You go 3-0 and in those games, and you're sitting at 4-3. and You're probably at top of the division. Things are okay, but you have to have to get a win this week, or otherwise things are going to snowball. Um, I want to take a quick break before we talk about the offensive line further, uh, so I can tell you guys about Rock Auto. Rock Auto, our good friends at Rock Auto. Uh, RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. I also wanted to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate, amazing flavors with a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they're releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. I also want to encourage you guys to go to their site right now. They're having a sale on some of their uh, older flavors. One of my favorites is the toffee almond. Um, it's on sale right now. You can get it for $22 a box if you order. If you use that promo code LOCKEDON, uh, and that includes shipping, make sure you go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off any box. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys' offensive line. Uh, They had an injury early in this game with Joe Looney going down with uh, a knee injury. It sounds like he'll be back in two or three weeks. Um, Unfortunately, I would be surprised if he gets that job back because I thought Tyler Biotish handled himself well, and he's just a long-term option there over Joe Looney. Um, the Cowboys, <laughs> they started Terrence Steele at right tackle like we expected. And what was it, two drives that he got before he was pulled for Brandon Knight? Uh, I just wanted your thoughts on how how those two guys looked and then how Tyron Smith looked uh, after his couple game absence. A couple things. One, it was a lot lot more uh, drives than I remembered when I went, going back and watching the tape. Steele actually played, I think, 
what maybe through the second quarter. I mean, it was it was really it was, see, yeah, it, it was a it, lot more than I when I remembered. So uh, because they, I think they had scored two touchdowns when Steele had been in there. I think the score was fourteen fourteen. I don't know how they did that, but it's it's, it's when he got pulled after that that Garrett strip sack that happened. on the screen. Well, can I can I ask you a question really yeah. quickly before we talk about those Please. guys? Yeah. Steele has not been great. Yeah. But is there is there a hope long term that he oh, could yeah. potentially develop into a swing tackle? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I think yeah, I think he's got the skills. I think he's got the tools. But this is this is, you know, too much of a of an ask. You know, I don't think his his skills are developed quite where he's got physical tools to build on for sure. I just don't think he's developed enough to to handle what was put in front of him. I mean, he's um, had some tough assignments for the yeah, first I, month of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this one, this one was the one that we, we all had circled that like we, we had to have our tackles back by this game. And, and, you know, obviously that didn't quite happen, but, uh, and look, I, I, I honestly kind of, kind of go back to my point before we get into all this, Terrence Steele, uh, you know, Darian Thompson, Joe Looney, right? Like these are all guys who, frankly probably shouldn't have started this game you know Jaylen these are all Smith. guys who got pulled during the game and probably shouldn't have been starting in the first place and i think all three of them when they got replaced got replaced by players who were better than they were so um or at least played better in this game than they did so or guys uh, at least that we think have more long-term upside right well, like yeah and we also, like darian thompson yeah but and, like you need to have Donovan Wilson out there. If, if they're at least close to the same, give me the young guy. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think that's where I'm at now is that, you know, and again, this kind of goes back to not having time to evaluate these guys, right? Like Darian Wilson, uh, I'm always going to call him. Well, you'll get it right. Donovan I, Wilson. I, I won't. I won't. I won't. Uh, you know, he is going to like, Donovan Wilson is going to be, you know, a, a guy that, that like was making his move last off season and then had to you know, reset once this new coaching staff came in. Brandon Knight was a guy that we liked last season at the end of training camp, had to have a reset with this new new camp. Biotis was a guy that dra- they drafted, but he's a rookie. So they, they're assuming with Looney because of the training camp. So all three of these guys, if we had had a training camp, might have had these starting spots by now. Well, Biotis, too, was hurt, right? Biotis, that was one of the things coming out of Wisconsin. Of right, Biotis fell because of some injury concerns. So I don't think he was 100% healthy probably to start camp. So even more of a reason why we, you know, that he didn't win that job. But how do you think Biotis played at center? And that, I mean, do you think he's got the potential to be a above-average center long-term? Yeah, I do. I think, you know, I think he's came in and uh, just – plugged right in without too much problem even when he first came in uh and then you know looney obviously must have been getting the snaps all week and biotish came right in and played better than looney you know i I think even in the things that you worry about like some of the recognition stuff you know there's one play that i was i was talking to y'all about that uh where they were overloading the right side showing a a blitz like they were coming after you know knight and trying to confuse him with a bunch of linebacker blitzers and then they ended up dropping everybody on the right side and then attacking from the left side right if you watch biotish on that play he's pointing everything out he's identifying the mic and then as soon as the snap comes his head goes left it doesn't go right he knew exactly what that was and so mm-hmm. that's you know that that kind of thing's pretty impressive to me. And he took on the the, the looper that was supposed to be coming onto his side. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's the kind of thing that's really impressive. I think you watch the way he really the thing that I've noticed the most 
just because it's the thing that he's had to be the most active on. Uh, you know, in pass protection, he's a helper. He's he's good at keeping his head on a swivel. He keeps a good level. Uh, you know, in, in the run game, he's uh, he's good. He's fitting well. He's he's getting to the second level when required. It's not you know something to write home about, but it's 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 certainly impressive for a rookie with no snaps. I think the things that I've seen that are immediately better than than Looney is the way he plays the screen, the screen game. He understands the timing of when he needs to get outside, he understands the targeting of, Hey, get hit a guy on the way out just to help your, your quarterback and your running back, uh, have an extra tick to let the play develop. And, you know, he's just a better athlete too. And and, and he gets out there. And and, I think that's the other thing too, is that he's a, he's a bigger dude than Looney and he's, but he moves just as well. In my opinion, he gets out there and he, and he's, and he's engaging, he's making blocks. He's not just, a guy who's out there dancing in the middle of the field, he's engaging people. So uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a no brainer with Biotish. I think he's I think he should be the guy that's that's in there from from here on out. No offense to Looney, I just think that again, start the clock on the chemistry on the interior three. It already looked well. really good. I mean, that was the thing is that that was really striking to me is and I'll loop in uh, uh, Knight here too is. You know, in the second half, they they really kind of tried to throw the kitchen sink at them, and they were trying to stunt on that side and trying to get loop loopers all going in on the on the right side. Knight and Martin and 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 uh, Biotish were passing all that off without like they've been doing it for years, and uh, and so that's you know to me that is it'd be more than anything else, and I'll talk about Knight specifically, but I think more than anything else. What I look for as a guy who watches offensive line play is how does the unit play together? Because when yeah, that means attacked, more than the individual play. Yeah. yeah, they they get attacked as a group, not as a as a as an individual. I mean, they will obviously try to isolate individuals and then attack them, uh, but then when that doesn't work, they attack as the group. And I think that that's where that was really impressive. And then just real quick on Brandon Knight, I mean, he gets in his set so fast, like as fast, I mean, really just super impressive how quickly he fires out, gets, gets, comes to balance and in his, in his set to the point where, you know, Garrett wasn't, you know, if you watch steel, steel is chasing Garrett, right? Like if you watch it, yeah. like that's yeah. the thing you can see is that he's like, he's running after Garrett to try to catch up with him when the snap comes in and, and, and nights out there, Knight's out in his out in his set quickly. He's he's out he's outside quick. He's in front of Garrett. Garrett may run through him because he's still Miles Garrett. But 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 Knight's gonna be there, and you're gonna have to sure. go through Knight if you're gonna if you're gonna get to him. And some, like I said, sometimes it happens. Sometimes Knight can't sit down and stomp. You know, a total freak of nature like Miles Garrett. But he's gonna make Garrett work for it, and he's not going to. Uh, you know, there was lots of times when Garrett threw an incredible move on him and Knight held on, you know, like, and that's all I'm asking you to do. I, I posted a video online of, of Garrett putting a really nice spin move on Knight and swiping his hands away. And basically the move worked, right? But Knight yeah, was still yeah. able to get a hand on him inside and push him up inside the pocket past the, you know, up close to the the front of the pocket and inside and then past the outside to give Dak the opportunity to 
banana peel out to the to that side and, and find uh, an opportunity to throw the ball down the field. And that's that's all you can ask for a guy right, like, right. who's isolated against Miles Garrett. I mean, you're not going to find a more difficult task than that. And I thought that Brandon Knight, again, a guy who did not get all the snaps this week at right tackle, has been playing mostly left tackle this entire time, uh, was dropped into the game and was able to perform at, at a level. I, I mean, again, to me, Brandon Knight is your swing tackle of the future. End of conversation. Just simply because Without a doubt. Yep. he did the job. The job is to come off the bench and play well without the practice reps. And, and that's literally what Brandon Knight did this week. Yeah, I, I remember the way that we used to to explain and describe Cam Fleming. Fleming was actually somewhat passable as a tackle, right? It looks ugly sometimes, but it gets the job done. I think that's what Brandon Knight can eventually be, right? Just a better version maybe of that where, listen, it's not going to be pretty. You're not going to be posting all of these great you know, plays on Twitter of him burying defensive ends, but he's going to get the job done. I think that's what Brandon Knight can do. Um, one thing on Tyler Biotis I wanted to mention really quickly, I think this upcoming game is going to tell us a lot about Biotis, right? Because he's going to get to the whole week to prepare to play center. He's going to have a tough matchup this week with the three guys the Giants have inside with Dalvin Tomlinson, Leonard Williams, and Dexter Lawrence. So those are three guys who can really move offensive linemen off their spot. And if he can hold up against those guys, I think that'll be a great sign long-term of what he can do uh, for the Cowboys. So if Connor Williams, Biotish, Zach Martin can handle those three guys up front, not only is that going to be a good sign for Biotish, but it's also going to be good for the Cowboys offense because they don't have any edge pressure. Uh, the Cowboys should be able to get a good pocket for Prescott, and he should be able to dominate that secondary. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 